Welcome back to the Hustle System podcast where we dissect the patterns of success and failure for some of my absolute favorite people in the space of entrepreneurship, digital marketing, and all around making the world a better place. Today, we have an extremely special episode for you. I'm extremely excited for this. We have Mr. David Meltzer. Those of you that have seen Dave's content know that not only does he understand business, not only does he understand people, but he communicates with heart, with so much heart that it fills your soul with joy. And that's extremely rare and it's extremely powerful. In this conversation, we cover a lot and we tap into a certain energy frequency that you're going to want to tune into, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you feel that building your business can sometimes be a little bit heavy or a little bit draining. Uh, I want you to make sure that you go through this episode and really tap into the vibrational frequency uh, that we're communicating on, because it is really, truly something that is special, something that is unique and something that uh, we are here to share with you. And obviously, okay, if you haven't already, what David does is he does trainings every Friday at 11 a.m., completely free. And you can register for that training at dmelter.com slash training. We're going to include a link down below. So if you resonate, if you like what we're talking about here, if you uh, appreciate and enjoy Dave's energy, I highly recommend you check that out. And obviously also check out his best-selling Amazon book, Game Time Decision-Making, High-Scoring Business Strategies from the Biggest Names in Sports. Dave is an absolute rock star, and I am extremely humble and grateful to have him on the show. So without further ado, let's dig into this amazing episode with Mr. David Meltzer. We've never wavered from that vision. Everything you hold worthwhile in this state. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Well, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical art after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted. It really is a revolution. Today, oh man, I've been wanting to get you on for forever. So whenever entrepreneurship comes up and people ask me, who should I be paying attention to? Um, your name comes up a lot. Today we have Mr. David Meltzer and you are a rock star, but there's one thing with you that really stands out, okay? And that's this um, essence of being humble, of being truly yourself, of being fully transparent and of letting your true soul shine through. And uh, I think a lot of people, when they get into entrepreneurship, they feel like they have to put a mask on. So what I'd like to start with is to say thank you for taking your time to hop on, uh, have an immense level of gratitude. And I uh, just want to say thank you for being here. So let's, let's start off maybe with point of significance. Uh, let's say you are someone who's starting out, who wants to define their point of significance in this world, and they're kind of second guessing themselves. Um, what advice would you give? Remind yourself that the significance is your starting, nothing else. So if you're starting out, that's significant. There's a significance to motivation, to transferring the motivation as well as to the inspiration. And people lessen the significance of having the courage and the effort and the uh, focus, the mindset, the heart set to start. And one of the nuances that I've learned as I took off that mask of overselling, backend selling, lying, cheating, manipulating to myself, is that I'm going to start where I don't want to be, <laughs> right? It, I, I've broken this down. Be okay with the fact that I'm starting where I don't want to be. I am going to angle to where I want to be. And I know one thing, I'm going to end up somewhere better. 
And when I was able to understand, you know what, I don't have to, to oversell or, or manipulate other people and tell them that I'm somewhere I'm not because I'm better off telling them, look, you know what, today I'm somewhere I don't want to be, but every day I'm angling towards where I want to be. And someday I'm going to be somewhere better. And you may laugh at me, scoff at me and make fun of me today and tomorrow, but someday you're going to applaud me. Amazing. Thank you. And right away, let's, let's, let's rock this. So you do these amazing trainings and you do them every day at 11. Right. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll include all your uh, accolades, if you will, and accomplishments and uh, those things. And uh, they're really quite phenomenal. And uh, can you talk a little bit about um, what you do on those trainings? I want to kind of get that out of the way. Usually we do the pitch at the end, but I think (laughs) these things are so great, man. I, I really just have so much love in my heart for what you're doing. Um, can you talk a little bit about what do you do? How do you help people? It's my mission in life, uh, to empower over a billion people to be happy, to create a collective consciousness of happiness. I truly believe happiness is the greatest virus ever created. It's spread simply by witnessing. It's the only virus you can catch on this podcast by watching it. Uh, it strengthens you mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. It actually will protect you against other viruses because it strengthens your immune system. So once I realized how important happiness and how to derive happiness pragmatically and blend that with faith, I created trainings every day, especially on Fridays. I do a special training every Friday. You can register for free. All I give my books for free, my exercises for free, my guides for free. So don't use money as an excuse. Just come and register, david at dmelter.com. You can email me directly. I have a text community. I'm going to do this at the end too. 949 998-2905. I'm sure they'll put in the notes. But if you want to be happy, if you want to make more money, help more people and have more fun with your journey, then join me for free every day on Instagram Live, every day on LinkedIn Live on Office Hours, every Friday is structured training that people, companies have paid thousands and thousands of dollars for me to do. I do them free. I give my exercises and guides for free, my books for free. Simply do me the favor, be one of my 1,000 people to empower 1,000 people to empower 1,000 people in your lifetime. I am planting seeds under trees I know I'll never sit under, but it is my mission in life to not just be happy myself, but to empower over a billion people and to allow them to share in the happiness. Thank you, Dave. And for everyone listening, there is nothing I could endorse more than you hopping on with Dave. It's, it's, it's amazing. Honestly, uh, you know, I've got, I've got Ray Dalio's book over here. Um, and this, I mean, it's, it's very much like being able to sit there, be a fly in the wall and then be able to engage. And that's something that I love so much about you is, is you actually engage with people and you actually help them and help them overcome. Let's maybe talk uh, for a moment then, since, since we're on this happiness topic, um, let's talk a little bit maybe about, about resilience and kind of disciplining yourself to happiness. I'm sure you had a point in your life uh, in the past where discipline maybe was the cornerstone of, okay, well maybe like you mentioned in the beginning, I'm not where I want to be, but through sheer force, through discipline, through consistency, I will create uh, those happiness mindset frameworks for myself. And I'll also create the environment around myself. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the things you uh, implemented? And then if someone is currently feeling like they're forcing themselves into happiness, what they can do to actually be happy now, if you will. Absolutely. So you cannot be consistent 
and persistent. In other words, discipline is the combination of being and doing something every day without quitting, right? So I believe that consistent, persistent behavior allows you to pursue your potential, but it doesn't happen. It's impossible for the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. It's impossible for your being to do it unless you have one thing, and that's gratitude. And let me explain what I mean. Gratitude is the ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons in everything that you do. Gratitude is the empowerment to enjoy, to actually enjoy the suck, to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. Thus, happiness is derived from that. It's an elasticity because when things get pushed back, when things get set back, if you have that resilience, right? If you have the light, the love, and the lessons in the setback, you're gonna spring forward at twice the, the, the uh, just like a slingshot, right? You pull it back, boom! you let it go. That's what that gratitude does for you. And then there's a few other tools that you can implement in order to transition that great start into inspiration where you could have that steady, consistent discipline expanding and growing. And more importantly, truly understanding compound interests, both negative and positive in your life. Okay. Well, since you mentioned there's a couple other tools, I figure you're going to team me up for what those tools are. Uh, I'll, 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 play, I'll play along. I'll play along. Uh, that's, that, that's, sure. that's amazing advice. Uh, what are those tools? That's right. Sure. So the second one is forgiveness. And a lot of people, they don't understand forgiveness. Uh, they think of sympathy with forgiveness, you know, putting themselves in other people's shoes or I, you know, I feel bad for this person that, you know, forgiveness is powerful. Uh, forgiveness is empathy. It, it's the ability to, uh, to forgive yourself. And once you live in forgiveness, you have peace in your life because you're able to give it away. Now, remember, you can't give what you don't have. And people say, well, what's the one thing that you like to have? I like to have forgiveness because imagine how much time, money, emotion, resources you've wasted because you haven't had forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself. Imagine if you didn't beat up yourself and worry about things and do all the, imagine if you just had this peace, this sense of quiet, this uh, neutrality in your life to move in the right trajectory, not accelerate in the wrong. Then the third thing gives you control. If you have gratitude and, and peace, then you can have control of your life just by simply being accountable. Accountability is just two questions. It's not very difficult to understand. Number one, what did I do to attract this in my life? What did I do to attract the pandemic into my life? And two, what am I supposed to learn from it? I now have taken complete control of the most, you know, compressed time of uncertainty, the most accelerated change, the most variance that I've had in my 52 years. I have taken complete control of it by asking two questions. What did I do to attract the pandemic? And two, what am I supposed to learn from it? Pain is just an indicator. Mental, physical, spiritual, financial pain is like a turn signal on a car. All it is doing is telling you, hey, buddy, there's a better direction to go to get to a better place or make your place better. So think about it that way. Be accountable. Take control of your life. And then lastly, inspiration. Effective communication is inspiration. Most people think that motivation is inspiration. It's not. Motivation will only get you up and get you back up. Motivation will get you started, get you restarted. But it's going to run out. It's a soul sucker. Fear can motivate you, but it's not going to get you there. Inspiration will get you there. How 
are we inspired? Number one, by raising our awareness that we're already connected to the greatest source of power, light, and love and lessons that have ever existed. That we have more power in our pinky that can light up all of Manhattan and that we are the ones interfering with that. We're the ones creating corrosion and interference between the greatest source of light, love, and lessons. And even more importantly, we're connected to everything else. So it's our ability, our capability to allow all of that to come through us with appreciation, with forgiveness and accountability. If we do, then it is number one, appreciated in the fact that we're grateful, but more importantly, we add value to it with gratitude, forgiveness and accountability. We add value to it, knowing our inventory of value, who we are. Everything comes through us for others. So no longer tell yourself, I give to receive. Tell yourself, I live in a world of more than enough. I'm receiving more than enough so I can give. Okay, so we are infinite cosmic beings having a human experience then. Is that the case? All right, all right, Confir- confirmed, confirmed. I wish I wish we had like Joe Rogan here, you know, to, 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 to high five with us. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Okay, so, so that's amazing. And you do define your experience and you simply live the experience you're meant to have, period. So um, I think a lot of people forget that is you, you choose happiness. Ch- happiness is something that is channeled. And, um, you know, we, we can talk, I mean, th- th- this this can this can be a, uh, a deep rabbit hole. A quick little question for you. What's your spiritual practice like? And um, what do you do to cleanse energy? Let's, let's just, let's just hit that, you know, right on the head because real real quick, I meditate every day for 20 minutes, find my highest frequency. I believe in the world of frequencies and vibration that I can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than me. So I am a theta meditator. I'm a quantum healer. Uh, I believe in the quantum nature of our unconscious along in combination with the conscious and subconscious uh, that we have. And so I have a very dedicated practice of theta meditation, raising my awareness, my frequency. I believe in plateauing and growing. The biggest tragedy I see of most conscious beings is they live the myth of Sisyphus. If you don't recall that myth, the myth was that every day Sisyphus had to pull a boulder up to the top of the hill just to have it roll down for the next morning. Not me. I plateau and grow. I push that boulder up the hill with that pursuit of my potential, right? Happiness is the pursuit of my potential, by the way. There's Chris Gardner's a boy of mine, uh, but Chris out there, there is no pursuit of happiness. The movie got it wrong. Happiness was your pursuit. And that's the way that my practice goes as far as meditation and spirituality with awareness being its key and essential uh, capability. What was the second question again? Um, the uh, spiritual practice, uh, how do you cleanse energy? So, I mean, so, uh, for me, um, cleansing the energy is clearing the connection to what I'm already connected to. And so I have a practice of cancel, clear and connect. It's in my book, connected to goodness. So the conscious, when it creates interference or, or shortages or voids or obstacles, I just literally say cancel sometimes out loud, right? I'll be like, uh, I'll have an attacking thought, a judgment, a condition, a worry, a need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, something. And I'll just say cancel, right? Cancel. And if it goes away, 
cool. If it comes back and keeps coming back, I know it's part of the 40,000 of the same thoughts that I have in my subconscious. So now I go to more Buddhist practice of meditation and I clear my mind. I, I practice quietness. I try to clear it. And what I do is change and replace a conscious thought with a subconscious one, the conscious thought that I want a positive one in place of the negative one, uh, an attacking thought or insecurity I may have. And then most importantly, in the quantum nature of the unconscious, my DNA, my personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, addictions uh, that fall within the frequency of my own hard drive, that DNA, I have a practice of connecting or clearing that connection, which is basically picture what bothers me the most, find a light in it, picture what I love the most, cover it all in a light, and then hold the light over myself and shift until I feel my energy shift and then keep doing that for weeks, months, sometimes even years until I'm actually able to shift my energy or actually cleanse that energy. Totally. It's a lot of people listening might think like, whoa, what are these guys talking about? This is right. so, so esoteric, right? Deepak, we got the Deepak Chopra levels. I did a Holy podcast with him and I'm thinking, you know what? F it. I usually do my podcast for my audience. I just did Arthur Blank. I did the same thing, the founder of Home Depot. And every once in a while I get someone and I'm like, okay, I know a lot of my audience may not get what I'm talking about, but this one's for me. <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, I think, I think it's, you know, I mean, we're talking, I love, of energy. We're talking uh, Frederick Dodson. These are all great, great uh, concepts of elevating vibration onto the point of love, acceptance, um, and becoming one with source. I think, I think it's huge. And the way that this transitions practical, uh, you know, practically is look, uh, look at the amount of content that, that you put out. I mean, it is staggering, man. It is so much. what I do. Wait, it's, it's coming, man. I have so many surprises for people. Dude, I, just, I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. And, and you know, the, the people listening are like, what is this stuff? Well, guess what? To have massive output, to be prolific, right? Leonardo Vinci level prolific, you have to have just like a battery, you have to have an energy source. And so if you're able to maintain an energy source, amplify that energy source and spread that energy source to others, which is what you're doing, uh, that's when you hit these, these new levels of power that you didn't even realize were uh, within you, within your physical body, because uh, as humans, we're, we're rather limited. You know, if you were to look at the, the grand scope of things, we're, we're this, these little, you know, biological things, you know, and we have to have little trackers for our heart rate and our sleep. And, you know, and we're on this rock and it's flying around a giant fission reaction. People totally forget that they get caught up in the, you know, I need the Lamborghini and the Haswell dude, you're on a rock around a giant thing of fire. And this is in a ever expanding universe. So what about that? Um, and I think people lose, lose track of that. And I think, yeah, I think it's, it's huge, right? Because it, it, it makes us ask the question, what is entrepreneurship all about? And uh, maybe that is the manifestation of your innermost spiritual desires actually. Uh, so that, that would be a whole separate topic, but first, before, before we go on that tangent, um, quick question for you. So, um, you've got this superpower, at least from my vantage point, the way that I view you, you have the superpower of having the, this immense level of empathy without having it disrupt your energy centers in a way. And what I mean by that is when you're having a conversation with someone, you can actually visibly visualize, um, what they're experiencing. You can see it in your mannerisms. You can see it in the way you behave. You actually feel what they are feeling. You are able to process it very cleanly and then utilizing the synergies of your recall, you're then able to give them a very well-formulated uh, response to their experience without disrupting your own energy. Can you talk a little bit about how, how you do that? Because it, it's really unlike anything I've seen. It's, it's quite phenomenal. <laughs> 
um, practice number one. And so it stems from one simple lesson I learned when I was 18 years old to be more interested than interesting. You talked about the universe expanding. And if you fully buy into the fact that we're expanding, then we need to be as interested as we can. Uh, so many people forget there's three levels of listening. And I didn't learn this until I was 18. Uh, I was an interrupter when I was young. That's the first level of listening. That means that if I was in an interview with you, I wouldn't allow you to speak. I just interrupt you. And I only want people to know what I, what I know. Then I moved to the next stage of listening, which was a waiter. And it became a technique to say, okay, well, I'm supposed to listen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for you to talk. And then I'm going to tell you what I think without listening to what you talk, processing, learning, expanding. Then I realized life is about lessons and the lessons keep on coming until we learn them. They result in pain if we haven't learned them. And we live in an expansive universe, so expansive we can even calculate or imagine our limitations. Remember what I just said, the universe is so expansive that although we have the perspective that you and I share, we still are limited. We, we are limited beyond our belief because we cannot fathom what billions of galaxies are like. And so knowing that, I then moved to this world of processing, being more interested. And when you are more interested than interesting, then allowance, recognition, acknowledgement, and remembrance become one. And so what I actually am capable of doing is deciphering, connecting emotionally to you, and then channeling with my limited capability, that which I have access to. So instead of trying to acknowledge and remember from my limited mind, right, a faulty uh, source of data called a memory or a, a, falsy, uh, a faulty set of data that's generated by my senses, and, and I am humble enough to tell you that my senses and my memory are faulty, I rely on what I know to be infinity. I rely on my ability to practice channeling. And so what you see is me interested in understanding right? What's going on and, and connecting emotionally. So I get the energy from you in motion and you see, you actually have witnessed because you have a higher vibration or frequency and are aware of what I'm doing. The part that you're not aware of is I'm actually channeling the answer. Hmm. I, I, I couldn't, my biggest problem is I have all these people all the time taking notes because when I'm done here in 10 minutes, right? I will have no clue what you and I talked about. Yep. I'll know what you said because I'm listening and processing what you said, but I won't have a clue and I have to go back either watch it or look at the notes to find out, wow, I really liked what I said there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right? I, I, but I it think provides for a lot of essence. I think you'll have an essence. I think there's something that stays. I think there's something that stays when you move so fast. It's like vector theory, right? It's like you're, um, you're like a comet flying through space and is, is there particles behind? But I think, I think for you, what's happening there is there are particles. They're not the direction. And so there's not an interest or necessity to reference said things. Um, and so, and the opportunity cost with referencing things in the past is arguably uh, higher than, um, predictive analysis of things in the future. So I think, I think it's not so much that, um, you actually don't remember it's that you consciously uh, discard an archive into a 
uh, an area of, of the conscious of the subconscious mind that's kind of there and you let it run a process in the background to see if anything synthesizes as a result of that. So that would be my, my second level that. of communication input on that instead of just listening and accepting. So <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, that works out. Uh, quick little question thank for you. Thank you for that observation though. No one's ever made it. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for sure. Um, no, th- thanks. I mean, thank you so much for being here, man. Th- this is, this is such high level stuff. Again, if, if you're, li- if you're listening right now and, and you're like, what, just go back, listen again, just go back, listen again, just go back, listen again. And eventually you'll get it because there's a certain, um, demographic of people, there's a small percentage of people that have the level of output that, that David has. I mean, it is staggering. It's, you, you know, you've got you, you've got Gary V, you've got, I mean, the number of people that are truly prolific making fast impact. So uh, we have this, um, this formula that we, that we have for information processing. I'll just run through it very quickly. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear your, maybe your take on it, your input on it. So the idea is every piece of information, there's a seven step process, input, filter, store. So input, filter, store, right? Write your book, filtered out the important parts, stored it. And then there's recall uh, and there's synthesis that happens in recall with everything else you've recalled in the past. And then there's transmit, deliver, impact. So that's transmit, you and I are having a conversation, certain things deliver and uh, certain things impact. And, and so that's the way that we approach it. And you're so fast at it and you channel it that it happens instantaneously. So um, my next question for you, and this will be kind of an interesting one is, um, how do you go about uh, the, the physical manifestation of the body as far as um, uh, feedback? So, so I'll, I'll just unpack this really quickly so you, so you understand the context. So often, uh, you know, if you have a day where maybe you're not feeling, um, you know, up, up to it or feeling less. So, you know, you can go to the gym and you can pump endorphins and then the endorphins affect your state and then your state affects your body. So do you have any feedback loops that you use to kind of jumpstart your way up that ladder of vibration, if that makes sense, but that actually includes the physical body into it. Uh, I know that's a very, like very macro question, but I I think what it involves is my practice of ending fear. So here's the four step process that I utilize, whether it be in the conscious physical realm, my subconscious belief in neural pathway brain uh, reaction and action realm or the unconscious competency that I carry that quantum memory that we talk about for me number one is awareness so I have to practice being aware of that state that you're talking about meaning I have to practice knowing the need to be right the need to be offended separate inferior superior anxious angry frustrated worried guilty because all of those things actually are the reasons why you don't feel good, why you don't feel like to go work out or why you eat too much or why you attack other people. Those, when you can identify, right, it's like the ends versus the means. I know that forgiveness, for example, is a means to unwind the untruths that I tell myself, right? So I have a different perspective of forgiveness because it's not a result. Forgiveness isn't an action, it's a means. Well, so do I know that what you're talking about, these are the means by which we attack and judge and put conditions and don't feel good. So number one, identify those things that accelerate us in the wrong trajectory that are usually generated in the ego-based consciousness, which exists in all three realms, right? We have quantum ego, we have subconscious ego and conscious ego. So one, identify those and practice identifying them. Two, very hard, but be a ferocious Buddha when I say that, learn to stop. 
So I have a physical method that when I identify one of those things that are going to exacerbate, accelerate, create compound interest or expand in the wrong direction, take me in an accelerated trajectory I don't want to be in. The only practical, pragmatic and physical thing to do is stop. And it's taken me years. I know that sounds simple to everyone, but try try this. Get in an argument with the person that you're closest to, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you, you are, your mom, your dad. And when you're really pissed at them in one of these ego-based emotions, see how hard it is to stop. Is It takes a lot of practice to stop, to keep your mouth shut. And then it even takes more practice, the third step, to drop, breathe like a Buddha. This is where the ferocious, you got to be ferocious to stop, but you got to be a Buddha when you breathe. I call it the six breaths of Buddha, but I breathe through my nose, out through my mouth, and I get to center. I get to that higher frequency, that baseline that I find when I do theta meditation, which is why it's so critical to be in the consistent, persistent practice of it. But that third step of dropping, because once I get to neutrality, when I get to the quiet place, then I can roll in the right trajectory. That okay, that physical side of let's go to the gym. Now I can compound interest things in a positive direction by utilizing, you know, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, right? Get all the dose going. I can go and not overeat. I can get better sleep. These are all physical manifestations that cause us to not have longevity, not to be happy, not to make a lot of money, Uh, to feel as if we are stuck. You know, all these practical, pragmatic things. I know we have been talking at a very high level, but I'm talking down now to what other people understand. If you feel anxious, sad, frustrated, suicidal, if you're not getting your shit done, if you feel stuck, if you're worried, let me just tell you, there's four things to do. One, practice identifying why. Two, stop when you feel that way. Three, breathe and roll until you get into a place, breathe and, and drop down to a place that feels good then roll where you want to go. <laughs> Those are the four steps that I think answer your question of that physical realm. They do. I love it. And someone will ask me how, you know, how was Dave on the podcast? I mean, he, he was great. You know, he told people to start conversations with their loved ones that were going <laughs> to, you know, he told, he, t- he told people to start some shit with people just to see what happens. Uh, I, I, actually, I actually believe there, there's like untapped pockets of, of energy that you can transform into light by doing things like that. But that, that's a totally separate read thing. Marshall, read Marshall Thurber, Thurber's book, Social Deviance, and he talks about perturbation. Ooh, okay. Well, it's a great, it's a great practice to stop, drop, and roll. We will totally include that. Uh, we've got we've got just a couple minutes left, so um, a couple things just to recap from that. Number one is um, you mentioned forgiveness is a process, not an arrival point. I think that's huge, 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 huge. Same thing with happiness; it is a process, not an arrival point. You practice it, um, and I want to really uh, very quickly tie everything together for the practical people in the audience. Guess what? Those of you that have been listening that are like, what are these guys talking about? Here's the bomb. Money is energy. I'm going to say it again. Money is energy, right? We always say money follows value. Well, how do you deliver value matter energy and money is a store of energy. It is energy, energy transference. Um, really quick, man, we've got one, we got 60 seconds. Um, one common misconception about business specifically and making money go. So money is a currency. A currency is energy in motion, right? A currency. It's an object of energy that you put into the flow to get what you want. Money does not buy happiness or love. Money is very important because it is a currency, meaning money 
will allow you to shop. And if you shop with that energy, attract what you want, good things, you will be happy. If you shop for things you don't need, if you shop for things to impress people you don't like, you will get shortages, voids, and obstacles. You won't be happy. Faith is a currency. Faith is an object of energy that you put into the flow to get what you want. Faith will allow you to attract what you want. If you shop or vote with your faith for what you want, you will elect it into your life. If you shop for the right things with your faith, they will come to you. If you shop for the wrong things that you don't need, you don't want to impress people you don't like, they will come to you. And if you can live with the understanding of both of these currencies and how they blend together, how they reconcile with each other, how they allow you from the pragmatic world we live in at this vibration to an unbelievable, unexplainable, unattainable infinity of frequencies, you will be happy if you practice utilizing those two currencies to shop for what you want. You will buy what you want. You will get what you want in your life. And that's truly what will and shop for the right things will make you happy. I really appreciate this opportunity. Dave, thank you so much. Time is also energy. And so um, we, we, are, we are at a point where uh, I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. Let's um, give you the opportunity to uh, exchange that energy with others today. And thank you for being here. Um, We will include all the links. You are the best. I'm going to let you go because we're a minute past. And as I always say, namaste. 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 Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Dave. Talk soon. See you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, deep breath. So... I hope you enjoyed that. You know, there's so much more to unpack when it comes to energy frequency and calibrating at a higher level that it's easy to, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle of doing, of uh, more KPIs, more tasks, more accomplishments. And it's easy to lose that vibrational frequency of joy and passion and happiness that we are supposed to have. The whole point of building your business is freedom is to bring joy to others, to bring value to others. And, um, I hope that you can see that Dave, uh, really does do that and does it from the bottom of his heart. Um, conversations like this really do remind me personally that, you know, it's important to be humble and sometimes you being humble actually ends up being ruthlessly effective, which is uh, a very interesting combination. It's almost like a, a Zen Buddhist monk um, when it comes to moving through life effortlessly, but still getting uh, exponential results on a happiness level. So uh, those of you that took the time to listen to this episode and are listening now, I want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. It really means uh, the world to me. Uh, please take a moment and check out uh, Dave's Instagram and check out the trainings that Dave does every single Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, You can find the link for that down below. Highly recommend you check those out. Uh, I guarantee you even a a short blip of a conversation is going to raise your vibrational state and uh, can actually make a long-lasting impact in your business, whether or not you um, want to accept that type of reality or not. Uh, And so I think the more that we accept that things can be good, that things can be easy, that things can be fun, that things can be in growth and happiness and abundance, uh, the more that the universe will provide those things. And uh, it's not just going to provide it on its own. The more that we're going to take the actions that we need to take in order to resonate with that reality. So a uh, big shout out to Dave. 
Um, if you guys have the time, send him a DM, say thank you, Dave, for um, your great wisdom and knowledge. And without further ado, uh, thank you guys for being here with us. Check out Dave's training, hit him up on Instagram. And uh, last but definitely not least, make sure you have an amazing day today. The universe is your oyster. I'll see you in the next one. Cheers. It really is a revolution. Listen, uh, Bengali, we've never wavered in that position. I believe we should strive to do things in this building. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. There have come with incredible rapidity. One electrical arc after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted.